Hi, everyone. It's Danielle. It's Casey. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy almost New Year. Guys, we've missed you. Hope you're doing well and that you're happy and healthy. And we're wishing you such joy in the upcoming new year. We absolutely are. We wanted to drop a little episode here to just give you a little taste, wet your whiz, of what's going on over in Garbage World. We are having so much fun. We've been just interviewing such incredible guests for Garbage Sesh. You know, we got everyone from a boundaries expert to we just did a real dark part <laughs> episode on Love is One. <laughs> The Max documentary about a woman who died from colloidal silver poisoning. So important work is happening there, Danielle. Though it is hard to watch someone turn silver. That is, that was a toughie. But and become mummified with Christmas lights. Oh, lights around them. But <laughs> I did like the no! Christmas lights. You did like the Christmas lights. Please do that to me. But also in the spirit of Christmas, if you have not joined Casey and Danielle's Garbage World and you're missing your bitch sesh and you want it, we are having a special through the new year, guys. Go to CaseyandDanielle'sGarbageWorld.com. And if you sign up for the year, not only do you get a month off, but you get an extra 10% off just through January 1st on a subscription. Guys, it's going to be Great. Join us over here. We miss We've you. We've been doing so many amazingly fun live shows. We've been having a fucking ball. The Discord's popping. The things I'm learning in the... There's so many different channels of interest. What I'm learning in the... There's a cult channel. There's a spiritual channel. There's a workout channel. There's... I mean, there's so many channels, Danielle, not to mention Circling the Drain channel, which is just like, if you want to talk about shows that are so upsettingly... Like Housewives, I would say, is a top-tier reality sh- garbage no, show. this is the... Oh, this we're is going circling circling the drain. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. Some, there's some Sister Wives. There's oh, some yeah. Plathville. There's plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can just really connect with like minds on the Discord, and we're having so much fun. It's absolutely the greatest thing we've ever done. There's no ads. It's so fun. We're doing shows. We just had a Christmas show. We had a Halloween show. We're going to do in the new year some other fun shows. And guys, this is an episode we wanted to bring to your attention because it's one of our faves. It's a bitch sesh fave who has been with us for years through the ups and the downs. And no one is funnier, cooler, more versed in the Housewives universe than Z-Way. And she herself had a run-in. Well, not a run-in, but she was on Watch What Happens Live with Miss Mary... Cosby. Now, Danielle, we had done, we had reenacted this scene ourselves. We actually mm-hmm. put our own acting skills to the test before we had Z-Way because her appearance with Miriam Cosby was so shaking, so rockingly. It was one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen. So, you, you know, we brought Matt McConkie as, as you do on so that we could mm-hmm. all reenact it. But then to get to talk to Z-Way about it. What went down to find out everything? Yeah, what happened? It's so good. Uh, so enjoy this episode and we hope we'll see you, you know, down the road a piece over Garbage World. Yeah. And just remember through New Year's Day, there is an extra discount uh, for you if you would like to join now. See ya. Fun. We hope you're doing well. Bye. Garbage sesh. You're garbage. Danielle, what a special garbage sesh we have. We really do. We've been trying to get this person on for seems like months, but she's busy. She's a working lady, working girl. You guys, we have Z-Way and you guys know her from her hilarious Showtime show, Z-Way, the self-titled Showtime show. Um, But she also has a new book out called Black Friend Essays. And it is one of the funniest, smartest, just like perfect books. I tore through it. It couldn't be better. It's such a great gift for people coming up this holiday season because it's such a fun, smart read. I couldn't love it more. Let's just bring her out, Danielle, because she's got so many, you know, opinions about all of our shows, you know, and all of our gals. And so we just got to bring her out, right? Please. Please welcome Z-Way. Oh, hello. 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 People have been begging us to have you back as if... Really? Yes, as if we control it. I love talking about Housewives, especially with 
the premier Housewives podcast. And I listened to the Sarah Sherman episode eight times. And this is a competition and my job is to beat her. We're so excited to have you. I mean, right off the bat, can we talk about your book? And then we're going to get into, obviously, your important television moment with Mary M. Cosby on Watch What Happens Live, Potomac, Married to Medicine. But you have a new book out and I feel very like a professional interviewer, but it is called Black Friend. I laughed my fucking ass off. It's also like quite poignant in places. It, it's it's re- it's so good. And people would say this about my book and it always seemed like a slam. It's such a fast read. And you're like, oh, okay. But I, I don't want people to take time on me personally. But for you, I flew through this in one night because I was just so engrossed, honestly. Thank you. Writing a book was really hard. Thank you. <laughs> it is really hard. I also want to say that I feel like I got to know you in a way. Like I know you as Ziwe and I know how funny and smart and, you know, I, I know you from life and from your show, obviously, which is truly still the funniest show on TV and everybody should be watching it. But the book, I felt I got to see a size of you, of your family, of what makes you tick, of your thoughts, your fears, your dreams, and just fucking funny as I'll get out. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, interestingly enough, when I was writing my book, I remember Casey, your book came out during when, like when I, as I was writing it and I had to like step my pussy up because I read your book (laughs) and it was so funny, but it also was so thoughtful and deep. And I was looking around like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed to get deep now. Comedians. Okay. I guess. (laughs) And so I, I, as I was rewriting my book, I thought, okay, how can I like dig a little deeper and be more vulnerable for my audience? So thank you so much for those kind words. Also like the, oh God, I'm so stupid. They're called the annotations. Is that what it's called? Yeah. But no, oh my God. But no, I mean, you speak many times of all the amazing schools you went to, all the names of which are redacted, which is yes. so funny. But the footnotes are all just their own kind of hilarious jokes. And, and, and just every single thing is so clever and funny. But I, I just have a, a quote I want to start us off with, which really just made me laugh. You said, if you're wondering what gives me the unique qualifications to write about the complex subject of race in America, the answer is vibes. <laughs> will you tell us how you came up with the title just kind of what tell tell us the origin story for this Ooh, the title i think honestly a lot of the essays had to circled around the idea of friendship and what that meant to me and how i was related to others and how people related to me and so initially my publisher pitched that the essay, the book be called How Many Black Friends Do You Have? And I was like, that title's stupid. I hate it. And then after three years, I had no other pitches. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and that person had been fired. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I basically uh, ruined their career because I was upset. And to look at the mirror is hard. And eventually I just landed on Black Friend as like this short, curt way to, to encapsulate like the thesis of my book. What does it mean to be a Black friend as someone who is a protagonist, but some seems as though they are like the secondary character? And this is very much you as the lead character. Yeah, I think of you, you have such lead character energy. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, and I say this with all honesty and just with, I am not the lead character in my own life. And I, I think that. Oh my gosh. And that's okay. I've really found myself comfortable in that position I take a side to all the leads in my life and so but you give lead character energy all the time I'm happy to be the funny friend but you are definitely lead character energy but I also thought that your essay was wow I just thought that that was such an interesting yeah thought-provoking essay I felt real fear for you yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that story? We obviously don't want you to have to like tell all your stories from yeah. the book, but it's funny, Dan- Danielle, I had written down that story too. Oh, it's, I mean, it, okay. So interestingly enough, do you remember like a year and a half ago, Casey, when I was like, you have to get on the internet, like you have to post stuff. Yeah. Do you remember right. this? Well, that yes, was when did. I was at, and so once upon a time, I like rented an airplane to write my book and <laughs> I had writer's block and I decided to go on this trail walk that I always go on and had gone on with friends for the last month. And usually people stop me and say like, hey, can you like register for the census? Like they're begging me, pollsters. And I say, no, I don't live here. I am gentrifying. And this one time I'm walking the trail and this 
guy like pulls up and I think he's going to talk to me about the census, but instead he confronts me and he's like, what are you doing here? And we, he, we, we kind of exchange words. And then he, he includes that like, oh, you're actually on my property. You're trespassing to which I say, oh my God, like I'm staying at the Thank you for having me. What a beautiful place. And that's when I catch him in a lie. He says, oh, so you're standing at the and that was kind of the moment where my heart dropped and I thought, wow, am I going to get murdered in upstate New York? Like, what a sad way to go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was so deeply dark. And so I'm like, you know, everyone has their Jason Bourne mind where you're like, how fast can I want run in this weather? Can I like use my keys as a knife? And so I'm like, that's racking my brain as this man is like confronting me. And this is just as I was starting to like blow up as a comedian. And he kept insisting on having my name. And I told him like, I'm not comfortable giving you any information about myself because I am afraid and it's 2020 and also COVID and also like race riots. And I just noticed at this moment there was this blonde woman sitting next to him and she's poking him saying like, leave her alone, leave her alone. She didn't know. She didn't know. And I was so annoyed with her. Didn't know what, though? Didn't know what was my question. That I was trespassing. And mind you, it was like a road. Yeah. And and the road was, I, I was one, two feet away from the road. So I wasn't trespassing to me. And so his wife or girlfriend or whatever insists that I didn't know. And I tell him, like, I feel uncomfortable. And he says, you know, don't feel uncomfortable. I have a black friend in the back. And that was really creepy to me because in the reflection of his Subaru was just my face. And so I thought, like, oh, am I the black friend? Like, are these little freak shows going to, like, have their sexual way with me? And this is the end of my story. And so I defiantly say, you know, if... Like, I would say hi to your black friend in the back, but I can't see them. And that's when they start arguing. And I'm like, I should run. Like, I have to run. But I'm very slow. I'm not in shape. I'm wearing a fur and it's the middle of the summer. And so finally they stop arguing amongst each other. And then they slowly wind down the window and there's this emaciated little girl. Like seven, eight, nine, skinny. And she doesn't really make eye contact with me. And they mentioned that like, oh, she loves to go to that because there's a pool, which is why I rented it. And she likes to swim there. And so I include, you know, like I love to swim. Um, It's really cold. Otherwise, I'd be swimming right now. And that was the first time that they realized I spoke English. They were like, you're right. It is cold. We do feel coldness as well. And then the little girl is so eerie. She's looking forward and she just kind of turns to me and screams, lucky, lucky. And it's, I I jump. Like, I am so afraid because her voice is so much deeper than I could have ever imagined. It felt like an incantation. And I just, I don't know what to say. I say something like, you're right. I am lucky. I am lucky. And so the parents say, hey, just so you know, the side of the the road that you're staying on is on this side. The side that you're standing on belongs to Elliot Spitzer. Like Elliot Spitzer, like I know that name, but I don't know that name. And so I say, great. And then they keep talking to me and I'm like disassociating fully. And they drive up the hill and the little girl doesn't break eye contact with me ever until they go down the hill. I never see her again. And then I Googled who Elliot Spitzer was, and he is the disgraced Mm -hmm. um, former governor of New York, uh, who I think that if we were alone in the woods, I would have more to be afraid of than him. Creepy. Very creepy. Very, Very creepy. creepy. Yeah. I also loved your kind of, it was almost like a side story about the Fortune 500 list and how you were on it. And then other people that were on the list who have gone on to some other sort of things. Fraud. Like, yeah, you know, Elizabeth, uh, you know, from Theranos and San Sam Bankman Freed or whatever his name is. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're really amongst, you know, wild company. Oh, I mean, I when I was growing up, like I would be like, I want to be on the Forbes list, Forbes. And the older I get, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> these girlies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these girlies. Okay, last thing I have to say is, I mean, I was gonna read it, but it's it's so. If you don't mind saying it, it was actually like so beautiful, so poignant, so hilarious. The story. It's early in the book that you just tell about your name and asking your mom. Oh. Oh, yes. this made me laugh oh so hard. I told my daughter this story and she laughed really 
time. She's really 10. good. That, yeah, that's but I my audience. It was so fun. I thought it was so funny. tweens. Yeah, yeah. I love that. No, gen- Generation Alpha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, all my life, people have asked me what my name means, and I've always said like flower, beautiful princess. Like I don't fucking know. Stop asking me. And then when. President Redacted got elected. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going to start the camps. The camps are coming. Like I got to know about my history, my history. And so I had asked my mother, you know, every five years, like, what does my name mean? And she'd always sigh and say, you know, when you were born, your father was away. And I would not know what she's talking about and sort of move the conversation along. But finally, as an adult, maybe I was 20. I don't even know how old I was. We'll say 19 so I don't date myself. I finally <laughs> confront my mother and I'm like, I need to know what does my name mean? And, you know, she starts apologizing again, which is the song I've heard for, for all my life. And she says, you know, when you were born, your father was away. And then it finally clicked to me. All this time, she's actually been telling me exactly what I didn't want to hear. That my name means when you were born, your father was away. <laughs> Um, and that was shocking. That was like deeply shocking. I was named by my grandmother who has beef, clearly. <laughs> yeah, you think? Look, it's just the truth. It's definitely like a truthful name. It's like these T, are facts, you know? T, what are you going to do? But I, yeah, not, my name does not mean flower. And I It means while you were born, your father was a- And if anything, your mom's like, I've told you this. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why I didn't process it, but you don't, you hear it when you're ready to hear it, you know? That's right. That's right. Like everything you, it it comes to you when it's time. Oh my gosh. But your book is just, it's so incredible. Black friend essays. Guys, you got to be getting this even a gift for the holiday for yourself, a gift for yourself and then get one for a friend because it's so special. It's so funny. I loved it so much. And it also has a chapter just on reality TV for, you know, our purposes. It, It floats right in and it's really funny and it's also very up to date. What I was shocked about is how, because, you know, you write a book so far in advance and then it comes out. And so you have the whole scandal mentioned. So I, did you have to go back? Did you rush to the presses and say, stop, stop what you're doing? I'm just, so I had, I've always had a chapter about reality television. Initially, it was about Stasi. Um, remember when? Yeah, Stasi. <laughs> um, and then Scandaval happened, and I rewrite constantly to like my, my editor's chagrin. Like I was rewriting until they printed the book. And Scandaval, I had been texting all my friends about endlessly and they were annoyed with me for not shutting up about it because it's the only thing I cared about it was like this social political moment in in like feminism (laughs) and so I had to unpack that and why I cared so much about the well-being of Ariana and the well-being of Raquel and about what it meant for me to like laugh at her at Ariana's expense and interestingly enough like I so Tom Sandoval reached out no tagging so Tom Sandoval reached out to me and he and his team said that they love my book and that they're big fans of me. I don't and that they want me to converse with him on his um, podcast. So I would love to unpack what that essay means to him. We'll see. I would love to see you two in dialogue with each other. Yes. In conversation. Yes. <laughs> in conversation. I honestly I'm not. I th- I would love to see it. I just don't think he's a match for you. No. So I don't know. Like but that's the fun. Right. But or, or is he? The perfect match. <laughs> or is he? So are you going to are you going to go through with that? I would love to know if I if I'm in L.A. Sure. When am I in L.A.? I, I avoid that city like the plague. But if I am there, I happily, happily would sit across from Sandoval so I can tell him, give him a piece of my mind. It's so funny. And I don't say this. So it's just so hilarious. The amount of people that slam L.A. to me and I'm like this. I know. I know. Because <laughs> it's that bad right now that like people are just like, oh, I hate where you live. And you're like, yeah, I know. I know. I feel like I don't even have it in me to defend her. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love palm trees. I love palm trees. I love gas being $8. Yeah. I, I did a show at Largo <laughs> with Adam Pally, and I love Adam Pally. He's in LA sometimes. So those are things, those are plus. I mean, but it's hard because Adam lives in where you live, New, New York, York City. So to <laughs> have it be a qualification of like why you like LA is hard. I just did a vulture fest with Adam Pally. It was the most harrowing 
he's so unorganized, you know, like he's just who he is. So he was like, we're going to sing. And he sends me all these songs. And then he's like, we're not doing any of those. And it's the day before. And I'm like, Tracy Flick, I'm like, I need to work with a singing teacher. And like, I need this and that. And he's just like, it'll be fine. Well, we get there. Don't know the songs. I bomb in front of everyone. And I'm, and he's just makes it look so easy. Like he has no problem, you know, going. Wait, didn't you sing Hallelujah with your son? That part was okay. And uh, <laughs> because I said to Adam, can we sing this one? Because I knew it. But he had me singing some songs. I just simply didn't know. And... <laughs> this was a musical show at Vulture yes, It was a musical show. And everyone was like, Adam was terrific. And then I looked like such an idiot up there. But I love him, you know, love him so much. Chaos. Chaos agent. Pace, he, he is an agent of chaos, yes. Okay, Zwei, take us now, if you would. Would you situate us, please? Let's go back to New York City. In fact, let's go back to a night. Speaking of chaos. Speaking of chaos. Honestly, I don't know who's more chaotic, Adam Pally or Mary M. <laughs> oh, gosh. Will you take oh, us through from when you find out I'm going to be performing, because that's really the only word for it, performing yeah. with this gal, you know, and just take us through the whole thing, please. Because it is one, it's the best Watch What Happens Live interview I've ever seen. Thank you. Okay, so basically they reach out and they say, "What? which week do you want to do? At one city's week or Salt Lake City? And I say, I, I won't, I'm not going to drag anyone, but I say, I'll do Salt Lake City if it's with Mary Cosby. I don't hear from anyone for a couple weeks and they say, we got Mary, we got him. We got him, folks. <laughs> Mission accomplished. And so, at, exactly. And so I show up to Mary Cosby at Watch What Happens Live with a full entourage of friends who are dying to meet uh, another chaos agent. And I recently rewatched the episode because I've been performing bits about it in my stand-up show I've been touring. And I will say that they they cut out a majority of the interaction. What? what? What do you mean? How could they have cut anything out? <laughs> because what I see is so crazy. I actually, it's like I can't conceptualize it getting stranger. Yeah. It was stranger. Um, so okay. I, my, my okay. best example is, okay, two examples. One example is that the whole Don Perignon 2003 champagne, she actually told that I was asking her about it during the commercial break. And she told that joke and hit every single comedic beat with ex excellent timing and the audience was laughing howling like apollo and then so andy's like okay we have to talk about it during the show we'll don't we'll just retell the story and so finally we get we're back on air and he says okay mary retell the story you were just telling that everyone loved and when i say that that woman froze it was the mute challenge beyonce she could not even repeat the words that she had just recited imperfection and so as I, you see me like coaxing it out of her it's not because i had this understanding of the drought that killed multiple thousands of people it was because she had literally just told the story but that had been cut out um so that's an example of um that okay okay but it's like because that's the funny thing about her is she will land moments where i'm like this person is so hilarious and like with it and then just one second later it's just not you know it's it's i i love her so much do you get the sense in any way shape or form that she wants to be on housewives i don't understand her motivation at all as a character i really don't understand it i think she likes the press around it like the fanfare around it but she clearly active if the, if the housewives is a show where the premise is that everyone is friends she actively rejects that premise it's like improv is yes and she is it's the most no there's no and it's just no No. behavior on a show but it it works because i feel like they've got her in the right doses kind of she doesn't realize she's funny she doesn't she i or she realizes she's funny when people laugh but she doesn't hear the jokes coming out of her mouth so she it's like baby's day off where the baby's walking through chicago almost falls in a well like she she is like moving through comedy in that way. Okay. Baby's day off. <laughs> John Hughes? Any John Hughes fans? Oh, I'm very, I'm aware of the movie. <laughs> Our whole audience. What was she like backstage? Now, did your friends get what they wanted out of her? Is she coming into the dressing room? What are we, what are we getting there? She is like, I would describe her as an origami dragon and that she's like so delicate, so small, but so fierce. 
Like I, I, I was afraid of her. And my favorite detail is that she sort of, so I wrote, I signed a book for her. Mary, read me like a scripture and gave it to her during the show. And at the end of the show, I noticed like, oh my God, Mary, you left your book on the chair. <laughs> like Mary, 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 don't forget your book. And she's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so that was an interaction iconic. No, I love that about her. She keeps it real. And she dragged me for filth the entire, the entire show. But she also loved me like a, like a baby sister. Um, I don't know. It was a really interesting. It was complex. She always has to be, and maybe this is like the church leader in here. She always has to be the alpha in a situation. She will never let anyone else sort of lead the conversation or lead, you know, she doesn't recognize anyone else as higher than her. She doesn't give, or even like, even with her, she she felt at that moment that she was above you and Andy and she was reigning. Yes, but then also she would have these moments of like, okay, she's really a soft like character because she'd have these moments of weird vulnerability where she'd say like, Andy, like you should invite me to your house and give me that champagne. Or she would say like, I'm such a fan of you and your show. So I don't really understand her. Yeah. Again, origami dragon. Like, so you could totally crush the paper, but if it was spitting fire at you, you wouldn't like it. Does that make sense? Yes. Wow. wow. This is just fascinating. She's been through... A lot, yeah. but then also she her her tongue is like a sword. I <laughs> was lucky enough to preview uh, the, the the episode this of this week's Salt Lake City just <gasps> this morning. Uh, this week, so you'll see it in like ten minutes. But um, but she invites Heather over to her house, and we've never mm. seen Mary like entertain. It's it is like watching. Someone who's very uncomfortable. Like, I've never, you know, it's like someone play at entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, come into my house. And it's, I feel like we get a sort of a bird's eye view of the house in a way we've never seen it before. And she says to Heather, she's like, I don't like what you said in my book, Heather, uh, uh, in your book, Heather, about me. And when you read what Heather says, it's actually quite kind. What did she say? She was just like, you know, you're, she is complex. She is kind and then she'll zap you in the next minute. Like it's it's very actually very honest. I mean, I don't think Mary knows herself, like has any sort of self-perception. So I guess if you don't know yourself, you you could take it as an insult. But it's actually, I think, the nicest she describes anyone. And she's upset about it. But then she's like, yeah. and then Heather's like, did you read any other part of the book? And she's like, no, not really. And then she's like, but you said you've said that I look inbred and don't know it. And Heather's like, do you really think that? And Mary's like, yes, I do. You know, like she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, she didn't on Watch What Happens Live. She she said that uh, Heather was they didn't make Gucci in Heather's size. Do you remember yes. that? Yes. Right. So that was nasty. deeply, deeply tough that, that was, was tough very to be tough. i actually feel guilty that i didn't defend heather i think you were just trying to hang on and you were kind of by turns like the straight woman and then you were like winking with us like you played it so perfect like you just kind of had to like let her go but you were also kind of like supporting her i don't mean that moment but like it was just perfect it was like it, she yeah she hurt people hurt people this is a woman who married her um step grandfather father Yes, I don't know how to say that in a non-problematic way. But, um, her a paternal figure. Paternal figure. Uh, she married a paternal figure at the very young age, and she has been deeply self-conscious about that, and now lashes, lashes. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that... Mo so what is going on with Monica feuding with every single one of her castmates? I want to know that okay. she's counter-suing Heather. This is what I think is happening with Monica because I actually really love Monica. I think Monica is, ha at first you're like, oh, she's really normal the way you are about people that really want to be great. But like Monica, we cannot forget, has been raised by such a toxic woman. Yeah. And so I think every interaction eventually will turn, not because Monica wants that. I really yeah. think it's like, she doesn't want that, but she doesn't know any other way of relating is my guess of where it starts to go because of LD. 
I actually think Monica's acting quite normal. Like, for in Housewives, like, again, let's put the baseline at Housewives. You know what I mean? So we have to set the, the baseline. No, I do too. But, like, somehow it's gone awry with all of them. Yeah, it might be them. I think it's them. Every single one of those women is less even keeled than Monica. Except for maybe Heather. But Heather is having her own... St- mental breakdown. And I think Monica has come on so strong in this season and people like her that there is a jealousy amongst the cast because Lisa was kind of an anti-hero last season in the anti-hero yeah. ways in the sense that like she's so bad, but we all started to get on her side. And what Monica has done is she has come in and usurped that. And Lisa is now the villain again. And so I think it has just upended the city's given it a new energy, especially with Jen Shaw gone. I think people are are upset about Monica. I don't think it's Monica's fault. Yeah. Ray Sani said on one of your podcasts that like Salt Lake City sort of reinvented the genre as noir. Um, probably starting with like Trudisa Judy J. But when you think about Monica as a new housewife pointing out how embarrassed she is to be poor, that re- once again reinvents the housewife because all this time they've been like, I'm rich and their like house is under foreclosure. And she's like, I can't afford the LV bag and crying is so dark and vulnerable. I I would hate if I was Lisa Barlow, I'd be so annoyed because it's like, you're right. I I I look at Goofy crying about a $60,000 ring. And I thought this was the show where that was good to do that, almost. Yeah. Like, I thought that was welcome here. Characters a were safe welcome space. here. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> right. a safe space. It's not a safe space to be rich anymore. And who's going to talk about that? I, I really <laughs> want us to ha- to make that a platform because it's important. And, you know, it's like, that's the last thing to go. And I don't want it to go. I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, well, what do you think? It's not to jump around. I just, I'm curious. Did you watch New York? And what did you think about their kind of like a little bit lack of self-awareness? I think that they're actually the opposite. They have hyper-awareness where they are so deeply conscious. Oh, that's what I meant. They didn't have, they were so yeah. aware to not. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They like yeah. were so conscious. Their lack of lack of self-awareness. Their lack of lack. It was tough. I think... I, okay, how do I say New York in a way that doesn't hurt? I love women having jobs. I want. I do not want a woman to be fired because of the words that I share. However, I will just be honest and say that every episode was the Trauma Girls Club, where we're talking about how sad we are and what our moms did. And I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. When my, when my therapist is like, let's talk about your parents, I'm like, why? Well, they're not here. Like, let us, let's leave it. Let's let, let sleeping dogs lie. So that was what I had trouble with in New York is that I didn't feel the levity, the joy of like a Sonia Morgan, like pissing herself on a boat that is capsizing. <laughs> well, she's like carrying dog ashes the way like Jennifer Coolidge did in the first season of um, exactly White Lotus. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a Please. controversial question? Always. This is a safe space and yes. we are going to be honest. How do you feel about Jenna Lyons? And be fucking honest. I'm going to be honest. I will. I have no shame in my feelings. At first, I loved her. Okay. I was like, I like her off kilter energy. I like her not sort of giving a fuck. I like them all kowtowing to her a little bit. I love her fashion. I love her apartment. I'm all in for this. But then I have turned on her since after the show because she has come out like when they all went to BravoCon, she gave sort of an answer. They're like, why aren't you at BravoCon this weekend? And she's like, I had other things to do. And that was like, like, like washing my hair or something like obnoxious like Throwing that. my thumbs. Oh, that one is this. And I was like, bitch, do not bite this thing that just reinvented you. No one was talking about you a minute ago. Get in that Vanity Fair article with Bethany then. You're either in the Vanity Fair article or you're at BravoCon. You're not in the middle. I did not like it. And I felt angry at her because I felt like she was insulting me. And you don't come for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mary might not want to be here, but I don't know if she knows she doesn't want to be there. So I'm good with it. Like, <laughs> what, Where are you, Z-Way? Because I'll be honest, I don't know how I feel. So someone tell me how to feel quickly. Okay, so here's how I, I think in my most democratic way, I think that she has too high status in the group. So they're always like, Jenna, Jenna, do you like my hair? Jenna, do you like my teeth? Jenna, do you like my shirt? Jenna fucking lions. And it's like, 
it's not a it's like when Bethany came back from after she left New York and she was really rich and it's like we, it's not fun to watch her fight with Sonia Morgan because Sonia is poor and has no toaster oven and Bethany <laughs> had like a 300 million dollar exit from her company so it's like similarly like I respect Jenna Lyons J Crew was very impactful to me I went to prep school however <laughs> however the dynamic between her and her castmates is it's not something that I find entertaining. Yeah, because what's interesting is there's... Sorry. With most people, the dynamics can switch every second with status. But with her, hers is so firmly cemented. It does feel like we're not going to upend that as much. Like, maybe if she stayed on another season, she could have her, like, fall from grace. But I don't think she'll do it. So I don't think we'll ever get there. They literally were like, Jenna, um, you f- flew first class. Aren't you a bitch? <laughs> it's like, you're picking the wrong fights. Like, like at this point, of course, I'm going to side with Jenna because y'all are wild. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just, oh, you know, everybody, everybody kept saying like they were stars. I, I ran into Matt Rogers and he's like, you don't understand. At BravoCon, they had liftoff. Like now they're feeling themselves. I think they're going to do better next year because they feel their star power. Brynn is a star. Yes. But I'm like, okay, but you kind of have that opportunity, you know, like you only get one season. I didn't say to myself, hey, on the third season of SNL, you need to do good. It's like, well, <laughs> like let's get going here. We need to wait. I have a question for you, Z-Way. You just did a live show recently with Bryn. And yes. I don't know, you know, if you can speak honestly because she did do your show. But- I think she is the star of the franchise. I think they have to rebuild around Jessel and Bryn. Not saying anyone should get fired, but that I would personally rebuild around those two. Bryn is a star. She's tall. She's fucking as tall as Yao Ming. She's like seven foot twelve, like dead ass. She's tall as fudge, which you don't realize. And um, she is trying, so she's actively trying to get me to be like a friend of on the show, <laughs> which I think is really funny. Anyway, will you please do it? I, I would, I celebrate opportunities. I celebrate labor. Uh, and I think <laughs> I would be say. an interesting addition. You celebrate labor. That's right. You always you have. Keep, yeah. You've yes, always I, celebrated labor and I've always appreciated that about you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, whatever the future may hold, may hold. But Brynn is wild. She's funny. I And she's wild. Yeah. She's genuinely funny. Like she, she's genuinely funny. Like she's cracking jokes a lot. Where were you with Sai? Wow. I mean, Sai, Sai, S I A G H. Um, uh, <laughs> I never thought of that. Sai, <laughs> oh. do you think that when she watches it back, she's like proud of her performance? No, because did you see her at the reunion? She was a very contrite and kind of had changed her energy and was like trying to make it like, I'm sorry that my past has made me hard to get to know. It's like, stop talking about your past. We don't want this to begin with. But now we, I don't want it as an excuse for why you were just so unfun to watch. She was so mean and so nasty, so nasty and so rude, so nasty and so rude. I could not stand her at all. And again, I love influencers. I celebrate the influence they, they have on society. But um, <laughs> she and I would not vibe. Right. Um, she was mean. Jessel is like, I met Jessel. Jessel came to my book party. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jessel. I love, I love yeah. Jessel. Wow. Was she nice? Jessel was sweet. Yeah. She's kind of in her own world. That's what okay. makes a housewife, though. They can't, they have to be in their old, own world. They can't be of this world. Yeah, those women are in our world. I don't want them here. No, I I need to see like cartoon characters. It's like in um Space Jam, the movie Space Jam. Of course. Where you see like Daffy <laughs> Duck in the real world. Like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking for a two-dimensional person. In a three-dimensional <laughs> world. Okay, now what do you make of Bethany and the reality reckoning? I mean, um that w- I don't, I, again, I support journalism and I support <laughs> writers as, as a writer, I support writers. Do I believe that it was a nothing burger flop? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The answer is okay. yes. <laughs> I hope that writer is like writing home and just like staring out a window of her taxi being like, that didn't work. It just, it just, I think that we should never have like a hype or a preview of 
groundbreaking journalism, right? Like, just drop the article and we'll tell you if it's going to dismantle culture at large. Um, Watergate wasn't like, oh, wait, wait till you hear what we got. Oh, this Watergate, like, stop. <laughs> um, so that, no disrespect to that writer, but more just like, it was overhyped, so it could never reach the potential that we expected. But it did manage to cancel Ramona, Ramona, whatever, singer, who yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about. She canceled herself. She doubled down yeah. in, you know, again, <laughs> she doubled down and then tripled down and then quadrupled down. So that article just managed to be like, you know, because she's been this forever. She's been a racist, horrible person forever. We all saw, you know, Black Shabbat. You know what I mean? Like we we saw it. Oh. <laughs> Black Shabbat is where I, I had to turn off Housewives for the first time ever. <laughs> it was the first time I said, I cannot watch this. I mean, I've no. been with every frame. <laughs> It's the only time I ever said no. It's, it's it too was uncomfortable. Deeply the darkest moment in um, reality TV history. <laughs> Deep, I can't even unpack that. Like, no, it was so it, That's not even, it's some things, and I know you've covered so many, you know, complex topics on Z-Way, your show, but I don't think that could be unpacked, even with a panel of disruptors, you know. I wish that, like... I wish Martin Luther King was alive today to, so we could discuss relation, relations, race relations as they relate to Real Housewives. Because I think it is yeah. a microcosm of society at large. If Martin Luther King Jr., God rest, came back and was shown Black Shabbat. Oh, uh, I just... I don't like invoking his name for Black Shabbat. I know, I'm sorry, I don't like I'm just... But, you know, I'm going, I'm, I did like in your book how you said you thought Malcolm X was hot. He was hot. I, yeah, I stand by that with 10 toes. He was hot. <laughs> hot <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I will say also that Bethany herself has seemed to backtrack from the reality reckoning. I don't know if you guys have. What did she say? I didn't listen because I find her, she gives me Trump vibes now where I can't even hear her voice. Like I literally like, mm. I I am, I have to retract. I'm not even retract, but just like get away from her voice. I have to run in the other direction. But Deanna Chang listens and then tells me and that I found to oh, be gosh. best. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a download. Yeah. I think she's just moving on to a different platform and I think realizing it just didn't get the steam that she wanted. So she'll be, you know. Back to the drugstore aisles. Okay, two thoughts. One, I want housewives to get all the money that they deserve because I do not want to see one more brand launch. So whatever it takes to have them stop selling me mugs or shirts or mm. CBD gummies for your dog, whatever, I don't care. Um, however, do you think Bethany is doing this? Why is she doing this? Is it? Do you think she spent, this is mean, all of the skinny girl money? Wow. I think it's deeper than that, Z-Way. I don't, I think she is looking, oh yeah. I don't think it's about money. I think it is that little lost girl at the racetrack that is looking for her mom and dad, you know, <laughs> praise. <laughs> and I think that she is not the racetrack. Not seeing girls. them at the ticket counter. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think she's lost. She's a little girl lost and she is constantly seeking attention, bad or good, having her name out there. She doesn't care. She needs to be in the spotlight. She needs to constantly be doing things that have people's her name in people's mouth. And so I think, you know, this thing happened where she was like, Jill never got filmed. And like that whole thing was a lie, I personally think, or a misremembering of what happened there. And, and I think she's still mad at Andy from when he... from that thing she did with Jeff Lewis, you, you know, like a year and a half ago on Watch oh, What yeah. Happens Live and she felt wronged in some way. And I think she's been looking to get Andy. She's been looking to get her name out there. She saw the strike. Yeah, it's about that, not about. Yeah, so I think it's it's not about money. I think it's about having her be at the front of a movement and being praised. Damn. That's damn. Damn. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. Seaway, okay, we want to let you go soon, but will you give us your thoughts on Potomac and and Married to Medicine? You know, Akila Green, our dear friend, has been trying to get us into it. We are now two episodes in to the season. Mm. Danielle and I have both watched. You know, I will say Phaedra did bring us there. Um, yes. I, can we talk about it? Phaedra, so her, wait, just to be clear, her Married to Medicine is a boyfriend doctor in a different nation. Mm -hmm. That's well, mm -hmm. yes. However, also she has a loose tie to the holistic world in that she's practicing Reiki, they said. So 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I read that on the Married to Medicine like website about, because I was doing some digging. I'm like, I heard them say Phaedra's, but they're like, she won't show her boyfriend, but he's maybe a doctor or study or something. And doesn't live here? Doesn't live here and won't be shown. I caramba. But then they were like, she's got ties to the holistic medical field. My favorite thing that was said about Phaedra was by Dr. Heavenly, dentist Dr. Heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) I love Heavenly. Okay. But she, what she said about Phaedra when she was like trying to get, you know, a real story out of her, she goes, the truth ain't in that bitch. And I thought there was nothing more. (laughs) I was like, wow, she is right. Phaedra, the truth ain't in that bitch. And you're never really going to get it. Honestly, that was, I think, what Married to Medi- Medicine, they are so funny. And where Atlanta of Housewives acclaim has sort of changed over the seasons, Married to Medicine has had the same more or less OGs. And it is, they are the funniest people. Have, Dr. Heavenly is mean as a snake. I would not want to be sitting across from her in a negotiation. Or, or sitting across from her explaining how I'm in a support group on Facebook for oh. women who marry older men. I felt bad now. Sweet Tea is a new cast member who I really like. I and love. You like Sweet Tea? I love what? her. Why not? I like sweet tea, but I think she doesn't, because she's sweet, sure, but she doesn't move with any discretion. So she, she'll she be like, people think I'm a gold digger, and I can't wait to have his money. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you well, into? Well, of course. Of course like people her. think that. <laughs> but then she'll say such beautiful quotes, like, I serve my man on real plates. Honestly, <laughs> tea. And by the way, that cooking looked good. I was like, I do want some collard greens. And shout out to her for having her real body, which she insists to um, tell us a lot. She so said she, nice. yeah, her no. boobs. And they definitely, like, I've never seen it. And, and I don't speak on women's bodies. You know, no. this is a body positive. You don't speak on women's bodies? <laughs> None of us do. Not on this thing. <laughs> But this is a compliment. Like, I've never seen breasts as she was serving her man on real plates bounce like that. It was really quite something oh, they in were, the kitchen overflowing yes, like the cup he- running. Yes, heaved. It was really, really? A, kind of a, a delight. delight. Uh, what I'm worried about yeah. with Sweet Tea is that she's so late in the process to be getting her wedding dress. Like her, their wedding is like a month away. And I felt very worried about the fact that she's just now and that she took two women who were being so mean to her as so she was buying a wedding dress that I was so upset for Sweet Tea. But what I love about Sweet tea is that she's sort of just like she's an innocent in the way that like these women have all been on the show for years. And she just she says the thing that's on her mind. She literally said they're like, what are you looking most forward to about being engaged? And she's like that I have access to his money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just so plain spoken. You know, I, I loved it. You're right. It is certainly honest. Mm-hmm. And I we do, we celebrate honesty. We, we don't want people to be less honest on these shows. Yeah, sorry. I don't want that. Yeah. I can't believe she said that about old Dr. Daddy G. Is that his name? Is his name Dr. G? It's Dr. Gregory, right? Do, yeah, Dr. Gre- wait, Daddy G from... Daddy G is on Potomac Dr. and Dr. G okay, but is that's on this so- show. Dr. G, Got there's it. a commonality there. I wonder if um, maybe Mia should jump in that group. Get get married to medicine abroad? Sure, why not? If the qualifications are really thin. Well, she said works in the chiropractic field. Do you know a doctor? Have you ever been to a hospital? <laughs> yeah. Have you crashed your car into the front of a medical building, medical device building? You're good. Now, I love Toya saying, this really made me laugh. Toya said, so she's talking about her like wine tasting kind of like monthly mm. business. And she said, I'm actually tasting the wines myself before I put my name on them. And that was that. We, I mean, we celebrate. We celebrate we women must. in business. I, she, Toya is a great communicator. I love that. Um, who? Wait, who's the one? Simone is like the box wine bee. That was really funny to me. I also love that Toya and her husband gave the kids the sex talk on TV. Wow. I was like, I wish Dr. Eugene was my dad. I was learning things. I was like, okay, so crabs, bugs on penis. Bugs on a penis. When he talked about chlamydia and he said, quote, I've seen some nice and wholesome people burnt up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. An ER doc. I'm learning. (laughs) Poor Gene. He's going to be working to his grave. I hope that her wines take off. I really do too. You know who I love? 
And she just gives gravitas to the proceedings, which is Dr. Jackie. And we've seen Dr. Jackie uh, over so many. We've seen her in Atlanta. So so we know we know from Dr. Jackie. But she does seem to elevate like she's the sort of like grand dame, it seems. Not to take anything away from Karen, but she's... More dignified way, yeah. And she has great hair. Yes. Um, her, and she doesn't drink, which I think is smart in that group. But, bore, like, sober housewives are tough for me, although I celebrate sobriety. But Dr. J- Jackie manages to bring entertainment with it, too. Because I feel like she's right. You have... I've never seen a character on my shows that rides the line of, like, this is a professional woman who is, like, you know, yes. in confidence with, with people who are, you know, ha- placing truly their lives and their children's lives in her hands. So I just so appreciate that she's managing to be on a reality show <laughs> where crazy things are being said, but still, like, I don't know, she still maintains, like, who she is, which I've never seen before. She always keeps it classy. I challenge you guys to watch the season five, I think, reunion of Married to Medicine, where okay. every single couple on the show is getting divorced. And, and then by the end of the reunion, three special three episode special, they all reconcile. And it is one of the best oh. reunions in history. You have okay. to watch it. Okay. You have to watch it. Season five. I'm, I'm writing it down. But jo- and Dr. Jackie slash Nurse Jackie of um, Carmella fame is splitting with her husband and then they resolve it and it is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Wow. Okay, our favorite things episode is coming up and it seems like you would put that on your list of favorite things. Number one. That, that's what got me into Married to Medicine. Okay. Seeing people, episode, imagine three episode reunion. At the beginning of the day, they're all trying to get divorced and by 12 hours out, they're like, we're, we're, we love love. <laughs> is Andy helping broker that or are they helping yes. broker it amongst themselves? No. Well, both. Andy is sort of, but he, he's really good at married to medicine. He kind of just lets them tiff and then and interjects when he needs to. But mostly it's them in fellowship with each other being like, you fix your marriage. No, you fix your marriage. No, we fix our marriage. And you watch them all move through that. It's weird. It's deeply weird. It's a lot to work through. I Okay, I, I accept that challenge. Okay, we need to let you go. Is there anything else you want to just throw oh, wait, out? That can we talk about Potomac? Really please, quickly? look, we're here. What I, happened in this episode? Uh, Ashley is not divorced. What's that about? What's that about? Make it make sense. As you would say, I support all divorcees, but I, or, or those who choose not to, but I, I, it's hard to support this one. Is it money? I think it's money. I think it's a financial situation. Yeah, also. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm asking. I'm so naive. I'm like, could it be money? But I don't want to say it because it's probably not. <laughs> well, also, I what I don't support is Ashley's new boobs. I saw them coming before they came in. I don't like them, you guys. I liked her old boobs much better. You support initial boobs. I support natural titties. I support... Were they natural before? In my mind, they were. You think this is round two? Wow. Okay. I want to get... Like, watching... Watching Housewives gives me body dysmorphia where I'm like, oh, should I get like a forehead transplant and make mine larger? Should I get like big, big chesticles? I don't know. It's I. Ashley is so beautiful. And I have so many questions about the way that she chooses to live her life. Yeah. You mean her her beach house in the city? (laughs) Beach in the city? Also, Giselle trying to come for her house. And it's like, Giselle, you got a purple wall. You got a purple accent wall. Don't you dare. Giselle, no one can walk up your driveway. They cannot <laughs> walk it. I'm sorry to change the subject, but only because you talk about driveway. Oof. Is what's going on there? Look, Robin okay. has always been, you know, late <laughs> to the game, late to energy, late to, you know, emotion. Yeah. She's the, you know, she's just the sleepiest housewife and that's always done well by her. But watching what I feel like her barreling towards another depression because this husband, Juan, who she has remarried, let back into her life and who has taken her for granted again. It's like, I feel like she doesn't know what to do. And so she's choosing to like be like, I don't care. I don't care. And it, it makes me sad. Seaway, do you think we could, you know, we, we're we saying like we've had, you know, Monica, for instance, is saying, hey, I, I don't have the right purse. You know, like that's a, that's a shift in the genre. Mm-hmm. Will we ever have a woman just say, listen, guys, how can I make this more clear? 
I know exactly what he's doing. He's cheating on me and I will be staying here. Like, is that something that could ever be said? Or is just like, it's just not possible for someone to say that? I uh, Has anyone even gotten remotely close to... I mean, no. I wish... I don't know. Oh, I would love for Robin to just say it with her chest. Like, I am not going to leave this man that I've been with since 17, no matter what. Because I find her to be so confusing. I don't know where she stands with with Juan because she's like, oh, they stole my joy. But it's like the, the man who stole your joy. But I don't, it's, I, it makes me sad. Have you ever seen someone so happy to be at an event kind of probing into someone else's like ways than Ashley? <laughs> it's like, it's not me finally like defending this man that she was just sitting. So it felt, she was like, I'm really going to try to make this about her and like not show my joy here. She was, it, the it's so weird the way every single person in Potomac is constantly getting accused of there's someone else cheating on them. It's like, you accused you of being cheated on. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that's actually not a crime um, to get cheated on. Yeah, Ashley loved it. You're right. It's like, let's sit down and talk about what someone did to you. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, I guess they are the victim. I don't know. I, Potomac, I have a hard time digesting constantly because the men are so out of pocket, except for Ray, who the Black Bill Gates has never done anything wrong. Um, but otherwise, I would not want to be with any of those men ever. Not even. What about Chris? Oh, I like Candace. So I support her. Sure. Okay. okay. What What do you think of Mia? I see. I love Mia. I'm just curious. You're. You. I don't get why you like Mia. You like liars. What's that about? <laughs> yeah. I I celebrate why? them. You celebrate who you celebrate, and I. You know. I just like watching her. I don't know why. I just she fascinates me. I can't believe she asked Wendy for an apology. Um and. Didn't she ask Wendy to uplift her after she assaulted her? <laughs> we need someone to uplift us to then not assault again. You're right. You're right. Don't make, don't turn me, don't, don't poke the bear in the words of Shep. Um, yeah. How terrible did Shep look at BravoCon? My God. Shep is on Raya. Um, and okay. I did come across his profile. Um, I do not like, Southern Charm is a feminist text. And Shep wow. is the devil. <laughs> he is the devil. <laughs> the devil. The I've devil. been checking in on it. Like I got reintroduced to it in my dentist's office on like laughing gas a couple months ago. And now I'm like back in. What is happening over there with those, those, uh, that crew? Would you rather be married to Shep or Juan Dixon? Shep. Juan. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you upset about? Both. Okay, okay. That I even, <laughs> even pose the question. Well, I will say that, you know, I've always been Shep Forward. You're Shep Forward? I've always been Shep Forward. Always. She loves him. He, sa- he said that he, he he enjoyed cheating on his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. Again, I, I'm not proud of it. I'm just telling you my truth, Z-Way. Don't judge. Don't judge me. He has, <sighs> when I saw him on that stage at BravoCon, I was like, okay, now he's getting his, you know? Like he just Oh, were they boo- they were booing him, right? It's what he deserves. I hate Shep so much. And there was a time in my life when I thought Shep was like smart. And but I hate how he he's like he kind of flexes about money. And then when you start to dig about where the money came from in the little south, you start to find truths about America that you don't want to know. So I will yep. always hold that grudge. Um I will always hold that grudge. Yeah, when you dig in Southern Charm, you almost, <laughs> it gets quite. You don't have to dig too, you don't have to dig Yeah, too yeah, far. I was going to say, it's not even digging, it's like, you just look <laughs> you the wrong way. You could just draw a line. <laughs> you could just draw a straight line, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally across the street to this yeah. plantation. <laughs> yes, yes, across the Ravenel Bridge. And, oh, oh, God. Oh, man. Before we let you go, one last question. Sorry, Z-Way. Oh, yes. Any? No, don't apologize. I love talking about this. Any overarching thoughts about Beverly Hills as we enter in this new era? Oh, Erica learning empathy, iconic. Kyle's divorce. Okay, Dorit is... My- I'm so transfixed by Dorit because Dorit 
Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for Dorit because I think she's bananas in pajamas. But <laughs> obviously her not giving any latitude to Garcelle being like, oh, I don't trust you around my kids because they got death threats made me filled with rage. And I don't know if you guys have heard the conspiracy theory. Allegedly, Dorit went brunette because allegedly she can't afford to dye her hair again. Allegedly and yeah, there are lots of theories um, about Dorit, and I can't wait to see her leave her husband if she chooses to. Well, it's interesting because Blonde is actually more forgiving if fruits are coming in. Um, Have you guys not heard that theory? No. no, I That's a theory. That. Sorry for spreading misinformation, Dorit, if that's true. I do love you. I do love your accent. Um, which one? All of them. Wow, because, you know, during the pandemic, when we were told, like, coming into contact with another human would kill us, people were getting their roots done. You know, like, people were getting their <laughs> color done. Like, that's like... She the- didn't bring glam to... That, I know! It was so upsetting. I was like, that oh, was this upsetting. is... This is... Yeah, this is where we're at. Her looks aren't looking like they used to. She was doing vintage Aliyah, vintage Vivian Westwood. It's, she's doing like uh, like a Chanel necklace. No, and she's wearing like all black, which to me is almost like, and I know, but it's like, oh, that's just a boring outfit that I feel like now we're just putting things together to kind of like, you know, the way Erica's looks have slipped a little. I feel like this season they're actually weirdly coming back up a hair, mm. but it's just, I'm like, oh, there's a woman in a conference when I yeah. see her eat. I loved um, Erica's Mew Mew puffer jacket. That shit was hot. Erica still has good style. Dorit, uh, she is so weird. Why does she carry large cat, large amounts of cash? To me, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. For a Christmas gift, cash? That's very weird behavior. Do you think Dorit is going to find herself in the same position that Erica did, which is like, we're going to go into like PKs being arrested territory. Like, are we headed there? You th- I, that never crossed my mind. Illegality. Do you think that? I don't know. But if we're not getting our roots done and we before we're having like Hermes plates to put McDonald's on, like, I don't know. So to me, the first red flag is that no one who's buying that full retail price. All of the, she had all these designer pieces and she's like, I never use a stylist. I never rent. I always buy. And it's like, well, you, you're not an entertainer. You're not a showman like Erica because there are showrooms where you can pull looks from. So I don't, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh my God. There are showrooms where you can pull looks from. I will say this morning on on um, Dorit's Instagram, she did advertise that she will be in the new Peter Pan with Boy George as a mermaid. Acting? Has she ever acted before? And it's a tour. She's touring, which is not a good sign. Like, there's not, I don't think, I mean, unless she really wants to be an actress, like too many moms that are like, I want to go to obscure parts of England countryside in Peter Pan with Boy George. It's just not, and leave my kids at home, you know, or drag them. Ultimate, are are the kids in it? Are they baby Peter Pan? I don't know. They Those kids have charisma. They could act. They do. They do. Maybe they, they are do. in it. Okay, maybe they are. And it's, I guess, like a Von Trapp family kind of thing. Um. Wait, so ta- wait, what you just talked about, Dorit and Peter Pan touring. What we know, okay, so Candace spending $100,000 plus on touring gave me agita. Oh. As a touring comedian, I was really stressed about... I don't know if I should, I have her phone number. I don't know if I should text her and be like, girl, you got to make money or else touring is not worth it. But I don't want to stick my nose where it doesn't belong. But that gave me a lot of stress. And Dorit touring, red flag, red flag, red flag. Red flag. Can and, and I do feel like when you are on tour, you look very glamorous. Are you bringing glam? Are you doing your own glam? What is your glam situation on tour? Because I do think Candace spends a lot on glam. Yeah, what are you up to? I am doing my, you know, honestly, I learned this from, um, Emrata does her makeup a lot and she's really good at it. And and she, honestly, yeah. And so I was like, oh, like I should probably like get good at doing makeup so I don't have to lose four hours of my day every day because I'm fugly. And so I like started learning how to like contour and like do color correction and all of that. But, and by the way, like I'm a beautiful woman, but there's nothing like a Getty Images flash to really catch you out of your bag. And like, I've been like, well, it's been nice world when a Getty Images has come. Like, I'm a beautiful girl until that Getty Images hits. And then suddenly you start to really see the phrase. And how dare they put out like 500 shots that are taken in one 
they're they're taken in 30 seconds. Somehow they have 500 yeah. shots, each one like. And then also the Instagrams that are like celebs who Photoshop their their work clearly. It's like, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> but so I do my own makeup and I'll, I actually like style myself for those shows because wow. it's just not economical. But if, when I scale up, I will get the team. But you can't. You, you can't, what is it? Put the cart before the horse. Like you gotta, it has, you have to make money. Otherwise it's really a terrible gig to be traveling and in debt. No way. And paying for it. Yeah. Well, you know, Kyle no. has always impressed me that she does her own makeup, you know, like she knows how to do it. That's what I respect about Kyle. She does her own makeup and she does her own bangs. And I think that it's a testament to how long she's been in the industry. And she put lights in her kitchen. That I'll never, I feel like we she never did. gave enough credence to that as a nation. Yes, when she's in her nation. kitchen, she has put lights up that live there. You know, it's like fully lit as though she's on like a TV show. Oh, wait, shut up. She did that or a contractor did that? Well, well I mean, she had someone do it, but like she oh, okay, paid enough to be it. like, okay, I'm a star and I film a lot in this kitchen. <laughs> okay, lighting design, lighting yeah. design. Yeah. Okay, got it. Real quick. Okay, so so Kyle being mad at Mo for holding the hands of his dancing with the stars person, is is that fair when she did a music video where she pretends to fuck Morgan um, Wallen? Is that her name? Morgan Waller-Bridge? What's her yes, name? But <laughs> what is her name? Morgan while she's Phoebe's younger sister. What is her name? <laughs> Morgan, Morgan something because I think Morgan Wallen is the is the guy country guy Morgan Sackett Sackett is that Sackett Morgan Morgan is that guy J P Morgan is it Sonia Morgan Morgan Stanley yes J P Morgan Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley. Yes. but weren't that was at least and I'm not putting in the it's it's work in the way that Candace is working but like I guess weren't they out and about with each other it wasn't as much like in the workplace. I don't know, guys. Oh, so, okay, got it. So it's like the getting caught off guard on getting images versus a full three-day shoot music video. Right, right. That's like sanctioned. There's not a shot list of Mo and that girl walking around town, whereas there's a shot list in the music video. I think that's the difference. Wait, I have a question. Wait, last thing, because you're such good friends with Emrata. Does she watch Housewives? And I'm not asking that in a selfish way for our podcast. I'm just curious, you know, how the other half lives. She doesn't watch Housewives at all. So I'm con she doesn't she doesn't care. And I'm constantly being like, no, this is actually society and culture. And she's like, doesn't hear it. But she did meet Bryn and Jessel um, at my book party, and they pitched us being friends on the show. Um, so that's as close as she'll ever get. But who knows? Today, tomorrow's a new day. I'll keep trying to spread the gospel of um, our cult. Thank you. It's it's never too late to get into Housewives. You there's always an entry point for you. You're always welcome. I I I don't give up on anyone. I really don't. I won't give up on her in the same way that Whitney won't give up on her healing journey. That's right. She's healing and healing and healing. See, wait. Thank you for being here, Black Friend Essays. Tell us about your tour. Oh, I I finished, but I have one more, two more shows. One in Toronto on December 1st and one in Boston on November 29th, Wednesday, I think. And I also will do more shows next year because much like Dorit, I need to get a job. See why you're the best. Thank you. Um, in the words of Candy Burris, I never miss a beat or a bag. <laughs> best. <laughs> Your garbage. Garbage sesh. Garbage Sesh is produced and edited by Caitlin Moldenhauer. We want to thank Allie and Matt from Wonderly for our brand design and Jen from Memberful. And you all for your membership. Thank you so much. Bye. Garbage. Garbage Sesh.